Chris Novak, former editor of Street Trucks Magazine, current co-host of OBS Talk, and uh, you're listening to the uh, Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. All right, man, thanks again for tuning in. This is another episode of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. We're here at headquarters here in orange yeah, yeah. chris is feeling it tonight. oh yeah <laughs> dude I'm excited yeah i know it's been a little been a little while but you know we're, we're coming back and we're yeah. coming back strong and let me introduce to the show tonight travis nowak how we doing my friend doing well how are you guys doing really good man. Dude, good can't complain and to know? have you on man you know, awesome. It's doing good, man. Yeah. So you're you're over there in Henderson, Nevada, right now. How what's the weather like? Oh, it's been a little bit breezy today. You know, the desert is uh, kind of unpredictable. It's all over the place. One minute it's 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 hot, the next minute it's bitter cold, and then we've got wind. Um, and uh, it's kind of like the weather in Florida. If you don't like it, man, just wait five minutes; it'll change. Right. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's been a good move. I've been here about five years, uh, relocated from Southern California, and uh, like a lot of folks are doing, and uh, uh, I miss the South Bay, miss the beach, miss the weather, miss the, all the the great cruising down there. Yeah. But uh, I'm liking the taxes over here and the cost of real estate, and uh, it's been a, it's been a good change for me. Yeah, because when you um, when you got got out of the the magazine gig then you you went into real estate right yeah i went into industrial real estate that's right um, so i sell and lease uh, like concrete tilt-up warehouse buildings for manufacturing distribution all kinds of different uses and uh it's a business that my dad's been in since the uh, early 70s um he actually uh he actually sold the uh uh, the American racing portfolio, uh, several years ago over there off Reyes and Rancho Dominguez. But, yeah. And they've, um, they've completely redone We've, they've, they redid that whole building. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a totally different animal now, but, um, I got into the business sort of under his influence and, uh, my sister's also in the business as well. And we, we have a three, you know, a three family, you know, partnership going, um, selling and leasing industrial buildings. And we, we do it here in uh, in Southern Nevada, and we also do it still in Southern California. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah, it, it's booming out there in Henderson. I've been out there uh, quite a few times. I, I got a good friend who's a realtor out there, too, in uh, Las Vegas, and I've been uh, shooting territories around Henderson, just seeing, like, how it's, like, kind of grown and developed and, like, expanded. Like, it, Vegas is so much more than just Las Vegas. You oh, know, yeah. all those outskirts are, like, Summerlin, Henderson. They're all, like, really cool, like, neck of the woods, you know? Yeah, it's really changed a lot. You know, the landscape of the just the town in general has changed. Um, it's not just simply a like a gambling and entertainment town anymore. You know, we've got um, a couple of national sports teams here. Obviously, the Raiders are are here. Um, we just built the new uh, Allegiant Stadium here, and uh, we have a baseball park out in the Summerlin area. Uh, we've got the uh, the Silver Knights. Um, and the Golden Knights hockey teams. So there's a lot happening here, you know, rather than, you know, this the old Vegas of just, you know, slot machines and roulette tables and uh, and live, you know, musical shows. There's there's a lot happening, and, and the communities have really grown too, you know. Uh, there's a lot of outskirts 
nice outskirt places to live like Henderson and Summerlin and yeah, it's really developing. Yeah. And moving um, out from, from out here in uh, Southern California, you can uh, get a nice piece of land and a nice, really nice house out there for what you'd pay out here. Like, oh yeah. Uh, the economies of scale are, are definitely, you know, in, in the favor of, of a buyer here yeah. that, that can, you know, can come out here and get a much newer home and, and a lot more for a lot more for the money. Yeah. And, uh, your money goes a lot further out here. Yeah. Pl- you know, plus on, there, on there's no tax things. out there, right? Or there's no, no there's no, there's no state tax. State tax. That's what it is. Yeah. You still, everybody, everybody's got to pay the feds, but there's, there's no state tax. So that helps a lot, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. My, uh, my dad's parents lived out there. So I just, Oh, as, very cool. Yeah, so as a kid, there were some of they were out there from the late 60s. So as a little baby, I just, you know, I watched that whole place just kind of go it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how, how big it is now. But, yeah, for sure. And that the cool thing too, is it's like, you know, for, for our family, we're really into boating and stuff too. So the lake, you know, the lake is close by Lake Mead's right here. So that's nice and convenient. And then, um, Henderson's a big car town too. There's a lot of hot rod guys and, and, nice. uh, custom, yeah, I was going to ask you that. How, what's the car? What's the, what's the car scene like out there? The car scene's good. You know, it 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 it's. I don't want to overestimate it. It's it's nothing like Southern California, but for for a small town, I mean, Henderson's still you know a pretty small town. There's a there's some pretty good car community here. You know, um, I actually lucked out in my neighborhood. Um, there's a lot of car guys right in my immediate neighborhood and. A lot of guys that are into you know muscle cars, hot rods, a couple couple of truck guys, and then there's some there's some drag racers. Um, so it's been a it's been good from that perspective too. There's there's a cars and coffee meet every Saturday um, over in Henderson, not far from me, and a lot of us a lot of us guys in the neighborhood go to go to that. But the cool thing is it's small enough where you kind of get to know some of the same people, you know, um, which which is neat, you know, and it's kind of a tailgate community here. So, you know, we're, we're more laid back and a lot of guys drive pickup trucks and, and, uh, you know, just kind of average, average working man. And we all hang out on the weekends in each other's garages and drink beer and work on our stuff. You know, that's cool, man. No, that's awesome. So five years and then how long, so give us just to fill everybody in and refresh my memory. Let's, let's go back on your history with the, when you start with, with your magazine, the, uh, history your career yeah well very cool yeah i got into the business into the publishing business in uh 97 i was going to college at loyola marymount university in la hey, and I, I always got, wanted... that's where steve went to Dude, i was <laughs> yeah, no, I was no way yeah i went to junior college and i was there from <laughs> you guys probably hung 99. out with each other we probably did that's, man you know I the same cute did. twins and the, the, <laughs> down the street and uh you know that's funny. <laughs> That's too funny. That's way funny. Yeah, because you guys were there at the same time then, right? Yeah. You, did you go right from Bishop Montgomery? No, to... I, I did two years at uh, junior college and then from 96 to 99. So I, I spent three years at Loyola after two years of junior college. Okay. What, told... JC did, what JC did you go to, Steve? Uh, El Camino. Okay. Yeah. I started at Marymount uh, College for the first two years, and then I transferred to Loyola uh, for the last two Um and, uh, but in 97, I, 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 uh, you know, I kind of, I always knew that I wanted to pursue a career in automotive journalism 
ever since I was probably like in, in middle school. Um, I always read automotive magazines, always read, you know, truck in and hot rod and, you know, custom and classic car magazines from a, from a really young age. In fact, my mom still tells the story today that she was kind of freaking out in middle school. Cause you have to do like a, a certain amount of summer, like core reading. And, uh, uh, she, she forgot that I was burying my face in all these car magazines. And that's how I was getting like my reading experience <laughs> when I was in that, you know, in middle school. But, but anyway, I, I got influenced from a really young age into custom, custom cars and custom trucks and hot rods and all that stuff from my dad. Like, like most guys do, um, he could never leave anything alone everything he always had, you know, in the family was modified, whether it was a, the van was all custom painted and slammed to match the boat or, his dune buggy was all fixed up or what have you. Um, so that, that was like the youthful influence. And then I always had a kind of a creative, um, uh, way about me with, with creative writing. I was never really a numbers or a, a, a math type person. So I just decided from a real young age that I wanted to put those two together and pursue a career in, um, in, uh, in journalism. So, I went to college and got a degree in communications and, and journalism. And, and in 97, um, there was an opportunity to take an internship at uh, Peterson Publishing in uh, L.A. Nice. And uh, so I, I, I took the, the opportunity, put in an application, and, then, and uh, luckily they hired me for the internship. And it was a non-paid internship. I was just getting like class, you know, class credit and experience. But what I was more interested in was the type of experience I could get from that to springboard me into the career that I wanted. And I saw it as like a door opener, you know, I, I was able to crack the door open and get acquainted with some of the people at, at Peterson who were working on a variety of different magazines. Um, and, and I was doing kind of like the, the reader's rides and the new products and all those kinds of things. Not, not really the glamorous, you know, mag work that you really want to do, but it was a way to kind of get my foot in the door. And I did that. And then I got out of school in 98 and was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what my next move was. And I got a call from uh, sport truck magazine and they were looking for um, an editor. And uh, I went and interviewed for the job and they, they hired me. And, uh, I worked there for a couple of years and then uh, decided it was time for, for, for the next move and, and uh, trucking, you know, it was just the timing was, was, was really well orchestrated because trucking was looking for somebody, I guess they had just lost a staff member and they were looking for a guy. And I got approached by uh, Kevin Wilson and went over to trucking magazine in June of 2000 and spent like five and a half to six years there. And then, uh, the same thing kind of happened with street trucks um, and uh, went over to street trucks in 05 and and uh, stayed there till uh, late 2011. And when I decided it was time to uh, to, to do a complete career <laughs> career shift. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the kind of the timeline of, of, of the, you know, the magazine tenure, the magazine career spanned about, you know, um, spanned a good piece. Uh, uh, 97 to 2011, uh, 14 years. 
That that's cool, man. So so let me ask you this because this is kind of like a, a, gonna gonna be a time capsule because you know magazines are not really going away, but they're not as uh, prevalent as they used to be. Um, right. So, so what were some of your duties as as editor? You know, like we're, we're kind of kind of glancing over that, but like like uh, did you you pick out the cover shot? Did you did you you know help figure out the editorial? Like which cards to shoot? Did did any of those? Uh, uh, shoots include uh, any of Boyd's builds? Like, I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Oh, yeah. Um, all, all of the above, to answer your question, Steve. I mean, we, you know, um, I did it all. Uh, I had a great staff, so we all worked, to, you know, worked together. Um, but I still, you know, I picked I picked the cover image. We, we would collaborate on that and decide what we wanted to go on the cover that month and maybe a, a particular style or angle of shot of the truck um to, to sort of capture an, you know an image or a slant that we were going for for that cover and then we would pick the content for each issue and to include all the feature trucks um the tech installs the event coverage um you know the various departments that would go into every issue um and then i also you know I, up until the day i really left the business i was still traveling and on the road and going to events and shooting feature trucks shooting cover trucks shooting event coverage um and then coming home and and putting it all together um to create the package you know and yeah back in the i would say more probably in the trucking days uh we did a lot of boyd stuff um chris remembers i i was over at boyd a lot yeah because i think i I first met you was when we when i first met you um i remember it was probably when we had to just moved to the harbor shop yep you yep, know? I remember it well. And I think because you were, was it the, the the OBS you were building, your red one? You had that, right? Yeah, I, I had that at the time. Um, yeah, that red uh, 90 standard cab GMC. Yeah. Um, I had that at the time and and uh, was, uh, you know, probably maybe a year or two uh, into my tenure at Truck and Magazine when I was putting that truck together and um, – and uh, you guys had cut some wheels for me. We, we put some new waves on it, and and uh, it had all the air ride tech stuff. And, and Steve Demand had put some really nice, you know, traditional flames on it. Yeah, that was that yeah, was a cool no. truck. And you know, it's funny. I got a we because we, we do a lot of like wheel repair stuff and a lot of rehoops and guys sitting yeah. with old wheels. Um, so I got a, a pair of new waves we're rehooping this week. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I haven't man. seen those. You know. They, they, it, it's funny they pop up from time to time or you know you get these things in some of them are like you know they'll beat to hell or some of them are like brand i've re, i've received brand new wheels uh a few years ago we had a set of deuces a guy had bought them in like 94 and never put them on his vehicle but then he wanted to change the offset put them on something else yeah so it was no funny way. getting these things we got them in the original boxes in the original packaging everything it's no like you way. open this thing up and they were they. I mean, for being in a box for how many years? Yeah, twenty. They were well preserved. Twenty something years. It was. Yeah, they were really well preserved. W- were they That's plastic too, or just in the box? I don't remember them being plastic. No, but just, just the yeah. Box. I mean, they were a little oxidized, but I don't know. It's a trip, man. You know. That's like unheard of, man. That's that's so that's so cool. Yeah, and you know, um, so we, yeah, because I mean, that's the thing is, I try to tell people, look, two piece billet wheel. I mean, guys are finding them on Craigslist, getting them for two, three hundred bucks a set. And 
We're putting new bolt patterns on some of the ones we can dual drill, and we're changing the offsets, putting new hoops on them, making them brand new. It's cool. Yeah, that's super I like cool. doing that, man. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's way cool. I'm I'm really stoked to see all the 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 old you know styles and the trends and all that stuff coming back. Oh, know? for sure, right? Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a time warp, and it's like a you know there's like that 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 mood or that spirit in the air from the nineties is kind of back again, you know, and it's just cool. It's really cool. And, but there's, there's just, you know, newer technology hitting, you know, that's just, it just, it's making, it's, it's refreshing the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And exactly. Chris, Chris, didn't you say that he, uh, well, I was going to ask you a question here. I'm yeah. going to ask you a question. Okay. Sure. So I heard who came up with the term OBS. Honestly, I don't know who coined that term. I um, I heard it was you. Yeah, we we want to give you credit. I want it. Well, I, really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I do. <laughs> I don't know who. To- I, 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 it wasn't me. Um, okay, because I want to say as a conversation I had with Marcel, and he said that maybe I, I thought he said it was you, but I could be wrong. Well, no, he he, you're close, but he he said what Marcel said is that I was the first person that he he ever heard say the term square body. Oh, um, okay, okay. And and I don't know if that's true or not. I I mean, there's there's no way we could really discern that, but um, I think that's probably what he was referring to. But um, but the OBS term, um, I mean, I, I guess it's okay. I mean, it, it it's caught on like wildfire, right? I mean, it's, and it does. It's it easier does to really say than eighty-eight to ninety-eight, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Or CK. I mean, CK. CK was a very obscure name for him, right? Yeah. Right. So or GMT 400, you know, oh, look at all these GMT 400s that are getting built. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like the OBS term, it's a good term. Um, I, it was just foreign to me when it came out because I've been around these trucks so long that, I mean, I just always called them CK trucks, yeah. you know? Um, I always said 88 to 98. That's what I said. Or 88 to, yeah, or 88 to 98. Um, but, 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 you know, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's the OBS term is caught on and it's stuck and people seem to like it. So we'll, we'll roll with yeah, it. Yeah. It's easy. Three letters. <laughs> it's yep. easy. Well, it, and it's, it's, it's yeah. Keep it simple. It logos real well. <laughs> right. Then have you, yeah. um, so you are doing your co-hosting OBS talk. Yeah, yeah, I co-host OBS Talk with uh, with Ronnie Wedge and um, Mark Oya, and um, it's fun, man. I, I I've done I think I've done about six or seven interviews to date, and uh, I got a little list going um, of people that that I've wanted to uh, wanted to, to, to interview, and and uh, it's a it's a good time, man. It gives me like the still the opportunity to have that creative outlet with this stuff, you know. Yeah, um, oh, it's, t- it's totally cool, man. I mean, yeah. I, I wish you know we 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 need to do more of these things, you know. Um, but it's cool when we do them, because uh, you know, like you, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I mean, um, I haven't seen you in a while, but I mean, it's like going down memory lane, you know. Yeah, for for sure, man. Yeah, we did a lot of really cool things uh, together in the truck world back in the day, and and in the scene and and uh i always like you know rocking your guys's product and 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 seeing it on other people's builds yeah. and, and featuring it in the books you know 
No, that was um, cool, man. I mean, I remember. So, I mean, you were you were there at trucking. When did you leave trucking? I left trucking in uh, October of two thousand five. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you were. I mean, how big? I, I always forget how big that book got. Yeah. Page count wise, what was it up at? It was like a. What was it? I, it I, was over. It was over four hundred, and I think it's crazy, right? I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my home office right That's now. I'm gonna grab a every month, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna grab a copy and see because I've got a stack sitting here. It's like three stacks. Ones. It's like six feet tall. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No joke. It's, let me see here. Well, this one isn't. This one isn't isn't four hundred, but it's uh. How long is this? This one's 282, so this is actually not even not even as thick as we're talking about. But at one point, it, it was like 400 pages. It's crazy. Um, and there were so many so many mail order people. Like, it was... Yeah. So this... Yeah. I mean, the internet was there. E-commerce was starting to develop. But, um, I mean, it was still... You, you you know, you had AIM Industries, right? You had uh, a member... Tons. I mean, you name it, right? Autobahn. What was it? Autobahn? I remember. Uh, Autobahn wholesale. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of people that sold our product. Uh, aftermarket wholesale. I remember the Got 20s. Uh, oh, yeah. The Got 20s ads. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that was, you know, people had call centers and people ordering. and That was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, the, 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 the aftermarket scene was just on fire at that time. And, you know, people were building stuff left and right. Um, and then you had a lot of shows going too, like particularly on the West coast, you know, California Chuck Jamboree was, oh, yeah. was a big one. And, and, you know, uh, uh, CGS, um, Ron Scranton was doing his, you know, his show at the river, um, out there in Laughlin and it was bringing out some just really heavy, heavy hitting, you know, full, full on custom trucks. And, um, you know, just super, super cool time in, in, in our, in our history. Yeah. You, you know, and that's another thing that kind of shifted too. It was like right. the, the West coast was, was some of the heavy hitting stuff, but then there's just so many shops now building some killer stuff all throughout the country. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. No, the, the shift is, it shift is, uh, is definitely the right word. Cause like you said, it, it really all started on the West coast and then, it was there forever, and then um, it started permeating other parts of the country. You know, uh, Texas, Florida. There's just some stuff coming out of some other regions that's just, you know, really, really insanely nice stuff. Yeah, because that California, that the truck jam. I mean, that was the show, right? Absolutely. I mean, that was the show, and um, yeah, I remember. I think when the, when's the last time they had those shows? Maybe like 2003. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. Um, I don't remember the, the the year of the last one, but I mean, when Al Martinez was doing it, like you said, that was the show, man. And and uh, I, I got to you know not to digress, but I got to pour one out for for good old Al Martinez. Yeah. I was really sorry, sad to hear about him, his passing. But um, what a, what an incredible what an incredible legend for for the shows and the events that he put on, and Truck Jam being one of them. Um, you know, the original truck jams where it was like, you know, that was kind of like the, the, the theme of the local, of like the local West coast custom truck show. Like, 
you know, you, you, you had to like interview to get in, get your truck into that show that it, it wasn't like you could just roll up to the gate and pay your, you know, 35 bucks and get in. You had to send like a picture of your truck ahead of time and the, the modifications on it. And they, they would get back to you and tell you whether you were approved or not. So he really kept the quality control of the stuff that showed up there, you know, in check. And, and the show was just amazing because of that. And, and do you get out to, to shows a lot late? Uh, well, I mean, despite what happened in the last year with shows, I mean, just in general, sure. do you try to get out? Um, I try. I mean, uh, with, with what I'm doing now, um, the industrial real estate business is, is you know, as, as you well know, Chris, running your own business, it's 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 extremely time consuming. Um, but uh, I did manage to uh, to get out to um, the Dino's uh, Dino's Get Down. Oh, that's a cool in, show. Uh, yeah, in Arizona back in November, and, and and that was a lot of fun. I was able to go down and spend a couple days and hang out and see a bunch of buddies. Uh, you know, Marcel and and Tom McQueenie were there, and and and, and Mulligan, and um, and it, that was a great time. You know, uh, so I think I'll always make the effort to uh, to attend that one. Um, I'd love to be able to get to some shows in in, in other parts of the country, um, like uh, we just had the, uh, the the one in Texas, LST. Lone Star yeah, Throwdown. it's a great yeah, show. LST, and I'd love to be able to do some of that stuff. Um, hoping I can find the time to uh, to attend some of that stuff, um, and 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 on a different perspective because. You got to remember, I'm used to going to those shows and, and, and spending the whole day or the whole weekend working my tail off. It, it would be nice to go and just, you know, be able to yeah. walk around and look at shit and talk and relax. to people and yeah. relax and not have to work. So. Yeah, that, that's I got burnt out for a while because for the longest time, car shows meant I, you know, I was working the whole time. And it, it's don't get me wrong, it's cool. I love talking to people. And when you work, you don't talk to as many people in your whole life as you do work in a booth. Yeah. I mean, but, but exactly. it's a lot of randoms, like, like it's not oh, like, random like, people. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. And especially after my dad passed, uh, it was, you know, therapeutic, if you will, you yeah. know, uh, is that the word? Yeah. To, cathartic, cathartic, yeah. To, yeah. To, to go there and, um, just kind of, you know, people ask me questions and, um, you know, I mean, uh, and just talking about stuff and, you know, people saying nice stuff about my dad or just asking questions and just being able to, you know, go to these shows, but then you get, you get, get kind of burnt out too, right. you know? And it's so yeah. nice to go to a show like Dino's where it's just like cool venue, cool people. Um, you can go and just hang out, you know? Um, and it, it's cool. I like it. I like, I like the vibe at those shows. You know, I do too. I really enjoyed it because I was able, I took both of my trucks. I, I took my square body down there and I had just done a, a, a dually, a, a, a 97 uh, OBS one ton dually that I put a, a Belltech kit on and, and uh, Matt from Belltech wanted it in his booth. So I had to get both trucks down there. So I just trailered my square body down. And one of my buddies in, in Vegas here, that's also in, uh, in my truck club, um, jumped in with me and we rolled down there together and and uh it was a really good trip man you know i, I don't know if you remember uh, uh kevin wilson chris no um, not too he was much. a he was a pretty big editor for a lot of years at truck in and, and ran sport truck for for a while and and uh kind of was in charge of the truck group and, and he hired me back at trucking in the, in the early days and anyway he lives he lives just outside of phoenix so 
um, when I was down there for the get down, I was, a, I, I stayed at his house and we were able to hang out and, and you know, break bread and, 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 uh, and burn some steaks and, and have some beers and catch up. So that, that was another like really cool byproduct of the trip. You know? That's cool. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's definitely got, uh, yeah. I mean, I love the good guy shows. I do. Um, just, but just a different vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And a cool venue, right? Over there at the Westgate. Oh, Oh, where, way cool venue, man! With all the, all the restaurants and and the places to to eat and drink right there, super cool and convenient. Um, and uh, you know, it's a good time of the year. It's not it's not you know boiling hot out there. Yeah, it's right. Um, it's, dude, October is like it's October, right? October. Yeah, yeah. October. No, it's uh, yeah. November. November. Yeah, I'm. You're right. You're right. I missed it this last year, but I went. I went to two years ago. Uh, great great show yeah no great great event and and uh just really relaxing and, and it's nice to see everybody and kind of catch up with people that you know uh, i don't get to see every day and that, and that was one thing from from changing you know careers when i was doing magazine work i got to see those guys you know all the time and uh you know don't live in california anymore and i'm not in that industry anymore it's like it, it's seeing those people. It, it's it's uh, there's a lot more space between those uh, those get those gatherings, you know. Yeah, I hope I hope you know it, it, LST's got a similar vibe to Dino's. Um, you know, it's just uh, I don't. Know, I, I hope there's. It's just it. It reminds me of stuff like t- from twenty plus years ago in California. You know, like the truck yeah. jams and stuff. Sure. Just, California is just a tough place to put on some of these shows. No, for sure, and I, I think it's cool that, I mean, obviously this year was a little weird because of because of COVID and everything, and everyone's you know walking around rocking masks and everything. But you know, we did what we had to do to to, to for for Dino to be able to have the event. But um, I think it's awesome that you can cruise like like they don't prohibit you from jumping in your truck and like taking a lap around the around the show, and and that's super to me. That's super bitching. That's 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 part of the culture of, of a good show. In my opinion, is the ability to be able to cruise. And yeah. I think that's one thing that good guys was all, was always so great for is that, you know, if you got bored sitting in your lawn chair, you could get in your hot rod and go yeah. drive around the ground. Well, you know, you know have you ever been to the street rod nationals in Louisville? No. And I've always wanted to go do that. I haven't been, I haven't been in a while, but I would always trip out the amount of people lined up on both sides of the street at the entrance right yeah. or exit if you will right yeah. and yeah. just you know because everyone stays the whole day for the most part and you know they have like eleven thousand, twelve thousand cars and there's people that just have their coolers and their their chairs and they're just watching everybody go by that's that's part of their entertainment you yeah. know yeah. and there's a lot of people that i are outside the venue that i don't even think go in the venue there's like locals, right. like locals. Oh, the car yeah. show's in town. Yeah. Let's go. What are we going to do? We're going to go get some dinner yeah. and go sit and eat and watch all these cars go by. Yeah. It's totally yeah. cool. No, no, it's super bitching. And I mean, I, uh, I've heard numerous people say that over the years. They're like, that's the best way to see the show. It really is. You know what? It really, it really is. <laughs> it, you know, in the afternoon, just post up out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. So yeah, let, one of my other favorites was for that was, uh, was good guys columbus oh yeah yeah um, that's a good cruise a cool. cruise show too you could they allow you to cruise around that whole place yeah and then the gondolas add like a whole nother element oh yeah yeah 
go on the gondola. Yeah, and that's another way. If you want to see that whole show, you go on the gondola and just kind of get a bird's eye view of the whole place. Yeah, and then from an editor's kind of viewpoint, it's a great place to get pictures. And but um, yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know. I'm 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 more into nowadays. You know, from a show perspective, I I, I kind of feed the need around here with some like little local get together, some little local cruises on a Saturday morning, and I go for like two, three hours and I'm home by, you know, 10 and then I kind of do other stuff. Um, I don't mind, I don't mind the organized car show thing. I mean, I've done it for a lot of years, but I think there's gotta be something else in the mix. Like there's gotta be a cruise. You have to be able to cruise or, you know, like the Havasu Deucers event they just did in, in Havasu this past weekend. Like they do a whole thing where they have a shop tour of some of the local hot rodders, like the day before the show. So you can go to, these different shops and, and check out what oh, they're cool. building. And, and, you know, they do a cruise to uh, some lunch spot in Parker. I mean, you know, some, some activities like that where you're not just sitting on at, at the, on the grass all day or at the showgrounds all day looking at people's cars. I, I'm at the point now where I just really like enjoy more just driving them, you know? For sure. Uh, and, and you know what? It, it's surprising. I mean, despite everything that goes on in the restrictions in California, if you get on, I think it's SoCalCarCulture.com. Is that what it is? I mean, yeah. There, there's just every day. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. yeah. Every day. I mean, there's there, like tomorrow night. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know the person that puts it on, but over here in Placentia, they have a cruise tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember in the in the heart of uh, all our lockdowns last year. He was getting like 200 cars there on a Wednesday, you know? It was cool. It's cool to see, though. That's awesome. I mean, I've, I've been watching that uh, that whole deal that's been going on uh, in Huntington Beach with that, that Huntington Beach, that big, giant Huntington <coughs> Beach cruise that they did uh, last year. And it was so cool because it's like, okay, well, we can't really go hang out in the parking lot and have people on top of each other. So let's go cruise. And I, I don't remember who organized it, but from the looks of it, they had like a couple hundred cars. Yeah. No, it's, you know? it's, it's definitely cool. Yeah. I, I'm looking at, ad. I, I got a lot of family in Wilmington where I, I, I grew up and uh, there's an ad here for a Easter basket cruise night on March 27th. And it's a bunch of low riders sponsored by the YMCA of Wilmington. There you go, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Get your low rider out and go. There you go. <laughs> hey let me ask I you a question it, we, you know we're, we're both sure. uh, uh you know enthusiasts uh, of the obs what now that these things are becoming popular again coming back around what yeah. are you excited about um this this time coming back around again yeah do you mean in terms of like modifications yeah modifications or... you know uh newer technology uh being uh, used uh you know um Customizing trends, you know, paint, yeah. paint schemes, whatever you wheel wheel trends. Yeah, reinterpretation say, of old school. Yeah, I mean, I would say the most the things I'm most excited about are probably a lot of the old trends that were prevalent and prominent back then are 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 getting, you know, are reemerging and getting utilized again, like, you know, sport mirrors and 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 steel steel welded in roll pans and flip you know, flip tailgate handles and smoothie bumpers and just all the old tricks, but it's getting, uh, it's getting kind of thrown into a modern flair. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think if, if I were to, 
to point to any one thing that I'm most excited about, I would have to say like the paint. I, I'm just excited to see like the old colors sort of come back on these things yeah. again, but but that but be twisted in sort of a modern you know modern way. Like when the graphics be modern, but utilizing those old you know those old like classics by burnt orange and purple colors and yeah, like yeah. you know bright you know bright like bright you know yeah. house of colors lemon yellow and and tan yellow orange and all that stuff and you know that to me that was just the most epic part of that nine that whole 90s yeah sport truck vibe were just the bright you know the bright like, colors. yeah i mean you think about it, that was the era of uh body glove and the, yeah. the neon colors some and, of those you know, oakley right some of those color combinations could have only lived on certain things like like some of the color combinations that he's talking about on trucks could have only lived right. on those obs trucks like yeah but they, they but you know what look at look at oakley with the sunglasses i mean you could every freaking color under the sun oh body glove with like the oh, tri-panel like Trust you me. know like you flip to those old truck and magazines yeah. you'll find guys that have matched their oakley's to their truck oh yeah oh, times, yeah and right? you're probably wearing the web gloves with your wetsuit with probably. Some british yeah. knights on <laughs> short shorts <laughs> right yeah all that stuff definitely played a part man the old maui and sons you know oh chris is still rocking maui and sons yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> old pastel it's funny you bring that up <laughs> I'm stoked to see all that coming back. I think I think if I was going to do another one, I'd I'd want to do it like either yellow or orange, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, br- some sort of bright color. Um, and uh, I've got designs to do another standard cab short bed, but they're just getting so crazy, man. Um, they are. <laughs> yeah, the pricing is just getting wild, you know. They they are, but you know what? Um. It is what it is. You know, it's it's good and it's it's bad. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, it so, but I don't know. I mean, and it, it's it's really cool. You know, um, I mean, because obviously I can think of all kinds of cool stuff. I can make cool wheels and all this stuff, but it doesn't matter unless someone wants to run them, yeah. right? Sure. I, I had you know when I when I bought that uh, that ninety two GMC, and it had fifteen inch tri fans on it, eighty five hundred original miles on it, and you know, trying to find the history on it. I was just, I was chomping at the bit to go, no, I'm going bigger. I'm going, I want to build yeah. so something that's never been done, which, you know, on these trucks, 20 inch tri fans. Right. right. It's, but it's crazy. Cause yeah. back then, right. 17 inch, you had a set of 17 inch boys on there. Yeah, that was, was in, huge. Yeah. that was it. Yeah. You're you king of the mountain, dude. Yeah, you're right. Wrong. And now, I mean, I'm <laughs> now I'm sitting here talking about twenties. I mean, we're making sets of deuces and deuce ninjas and, and tri-fans and 24-inch yeah. going on these things. And it's cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, it's super, it's super yeah. bitching, man, tying that, you know, marrying together the, that retro style with the modern diameter. It's just, it's a home, it's a complete home run look. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even, you know, kind of kind of commenting back on on how these things are really pushing the envelope on pricing and they've gone up considerably and, and old school guys like us really notice it because we we know how you know how they were priced you know back in the day i was talking to somebody the other day about this somebody i interviewed about about the pricing on them even though the pricing is you know up considerably from what it used to be it's still far more affordable than to build an obs than it is to like jump into a vintage muscle car project, you know, for sure, or, oh, for or, sure. Or, or, or to build like a classic C10 because, you know, 
A, the, the raw material is just considerably more expensive than an OBS. Um, and then, you know, an older vehicle like that, you know, a Camaro or Chevelle or whatever, or even an old C10 pickup truck is going to need, you know, if it's a full-on, you know, frame-up deal, it's going to need everything under the sun. It's going to need, like, every part, you know? Oh, for sure. Where, whereas an OBS, it's like if it's a pretty clean one, you know, you can you, you can you can buy it and, and do and kind of you know put it together as you go, you know, and still drive it and enjoy it while you're while you're while you're putting the project together. Yep. No, I mean, uh, I got two um, right now, and we're looking to build another one. I got a buddy that's uh, wants to to build one up. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm cool. I'm hunting hunting them down, you know. But it's you know it it is what I mean you know it's something like yeah if you you jumped on this thing five six years ago yeah you could have picked up a nice one um, I mean I paid for that 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 gray uh, silver and white one it had eighty five hundred original miles it had fifteen inch um, tri fans on it had a Corvette rear end in it I paid eighty five hundred for that thing and I I bought it six seven years ago yeah you stole it you know and um. And you know, I thought, but I thought I paid a, I thought I, I got a fair price on it. You know, um, all original paint from '92. Um, you know, and I've I've put a lot into it since then. Yeah. Still original paint. I don't want to touch the paint. Still, paint's got some issues on it. But you know, my red one is a killer daily driver. Yeah. You know, four lane coil over all the way around. I love it. But for me, I just I don't know. I, I'm not enjoying them enough right now on those, and I'm kind of over it. They're done. I want to move on to the next ones. You want to build another one. Yeah, I yeah. want to. I want to do some. You know, we talking talking about a bunch of different stuff because I'm curious too. I'm I'm curious like about just like the electric technology going on. You know, yeah, EOBS. Sure. How cool? Yeah, right. How cool <laughs> would it be to have an electric OBS? Yeah. I don't know. Would it be cool? Maybe yeah, that's something that nobody's done. But I I think you're right. I mean, and 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 how is it? How is the um the trend of building an OBS re- right now evolving? Like. You know, obviously, the standard cab short bed, fleet side standard cab short bed is the cat's meow. It's what everybody wants. But as the pricing, you know, escalates and maybe a guy's situation is different. Like, he really wants a standard cab short bed, but he's got, you know, he's got a family. So he needs something with a little bit more room in it. Um, will the extra cabs start to really catch on, you know, a lot, a lot harder? Will, will Ford or Tahoe's start becoming more prevalent? Will little suburbans will people start building more suburbans you know yeah i got my um, eye open for all that stuff um because yeah i wouldn't mind building the suburban too you know yeah because when you think about it i mean all the all the same parts apply to the to those platforms as a standard cap short bed i mean there's some nuances under a suburban and a tahoe to get it you know to lower it and get it down there that are that are you know, a little bit more challenging, but it's nothing that's un- insurmountable. Yeah, and exactly. You know, but a guy could pick one of those up and be like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I want all that sport truck vibe and that sport truck feel and that look and all that, but I got to have something with you know, four doors and a cargo area." Yeah, you want your you know? family to go with you on the cruise instead of just <laughs> a, you know, just a c- yeah. couple people. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. So there, I think there could be some evolution there and. In, in, in what gets built sort of in the OBS, you know, the OBS family. I I really, you know, I want to do an, a, a two-door Tahoe as well because that's the only one of the lineage I have not yet owned. Yeah. Um, is yeah. a two-door Tahoe. 
And those are asking those guys. Some of those guys, the guys that have those, are asking dumb money for them. I think, you know, they are. You know, I mean, I mean, you know what though? I mean, if if it's a really nice truck, you got to just consider that too, because there's, you know, it's you got to start with something nice. I mean, yeah, you know, you go, oh yeah, I got it for fifty five hundred. Yeah, but it's it's a piece of junk, you know. So. But yeah, they're they're Brett still Opal. out there. There's still deals out there, and then, like I said, it depends on what you're trying to do with your build, right? Exactly. I mean, and Brett Vocal told me that from uh, Ride Tech years ago. He's like, I can't pay enough for a good clean car yeah. or a good clean truck because yeah. if I buy a shit box, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, spend that money I would have spent anyways on 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 patch panels and. You know, oh, yeah. people, don't, people don't really understand, uh, you know, how fast uh, paint and body work adds up. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Un- un- undoubtedly, man. I mean, what do you guys think? It's like it's interesting to see how sort of the 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 build levels of change, too, on these trucks. Whereas back in the day, you know, we the first thing we did was like, you know, you took all the molding off and you. You know, you put a roll pan on it, and you did a smooth bumper, and you paint matched everything, you monochromed it, you know, and and you know, sport mirrors and and all the billet stuff on the inside. And, but nowadays, it's like it, it's almost like the trend has shifted a little bit, and it's become it's become accepted to leave all the trim on it, you know, leave all the stock belt moldings and the stock bumpers, and and just you know, put it on the ground and toss some nice wheels on it and. You know, but back in the day, we got—I I don't, don't know if you agree—we ne- we never would have done it that way. Oh no, you know. You know so there was, um, okay, there was a Japanese guy. He was—he was a converter. He was doing a bunch of the trucks. He was renting out the old hot rod shop. Um, and then when my dad started up, when Boyd's Wheels uh, went BK, and he, my dad was trying to uh, reorganize. That guy, he needed to move out of that out of that building because my dad was moving back in the building. Okay. And he had that place. My dad's like, "Hey, I need some help. We got to get this guy out of here over the weekend, um, and we got to move all his stuff into another warehouse. Can you help out?" I said, "Yeah." He had so many back seats from Astro Vans. He had so many stock bumpers. Um, it, it was just, it was crazy. Cause he didn't, he didn't get rid of all that stuff. He took, they just took it all off. But just to your point, is it's like how much of that stuff was taken off? You know. Sure. It was all taken off. Yeah, my my red truck's got stock bumpers on it. You know? Yeah. I don't have roll yeah, pans. I don't have roll pans on it. You know, no, a smooth it's, bumper. It's, it's a it's a cool it's a cool look. And and I think it's it's a cool alternative um to sort of change up the face of the truck, you know, and maybe you know, maybe kind of take a second look at it and go, hey, you know, these things don't look half bad with you know the stock bumper and and the stock grill and 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 the and the belt moldings down the side. You know, yeah, they, they just they look they, they do look cool. Low. Oh, they gotta you be know, low they, for sure. <laughs> they gotta be low, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they gotta be low. That's rule rule number one. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see you know how this whole sort of OBS uh, craze and uh, you know what's happening with them right now is sort of op- you know opened up different ways that they're getting built and i'm sure you've seen uh uh jason and marcel's uh the obs clash oh yeah that's no pre- they're doing a great job that's with pretty that. cool right yeah 
Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't yeah. seen it, Auto Revolution has a series called OBS Clash where they focus on OBS builds. And we've been a part of that. That's kind of a cool deal. Yep. That's a super and cool And that's deal. another thing, too, is we talk about, you know, as magazines have kind of gone away and the magazines that are left are more specialty, you know, kind of um, niche, like niche stuff. Super niche. But, right. I mean, it's just there's just so much content on YouTube now and oh, just yeah. the Internet. Um, that people are putting out, you know, um, and it's and it's done by enthusiasts. It's totally cool. That's that's it's for all sure. for love, you know, right? Yeah. But there's yeah. a, there's I a mean, whole I, industry. I, there's a whole industry behind it. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, the the what what the boom that happened in the late in the late '80s, going into the early '90s with that CK body style, it just it kind of changed the game. It 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 created, you know. It just it created a whole whole segment yeah. of the aftermarket. Chains game, yeah. yeah. It really did. I mean, I you know there that time is just such a such an epic time in 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 the truck you know the history of the custom truck world, world if you will, um, in a custom truck community because when that body style hit, it was something completely different than GM had ever released before. Um, it didn't look like anything. It didn't look like any of its predecessors. And it was the first truck that was more, you know, refined, if you will. Yeah, I they mean, made it, it more. Has, yeah, they made it more, more like a car than, you know. Exactly. But it was still a truck, you know. It was still a truck. Still, still capable of going to Home Depot, you know, and hauling dirt and all kinds of stuff. But just, you know, it just for the. I guess I don't know I, what you're saying is refined, and that's 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 the word because the square body stuff. There were people customizing those things, no doubt, right? Uh, but I don't know. It just it was totally different look. Totally, it was, yeah. and 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 people were customizing square bodies, but you know, nowhere to the level when those trucks were were new, like when the square body was new. People weren't customizing those to the level that people were customizing the 88 to 98s when they were new. Um, when you when you had a square body that was new, it was like you know back in that era. Let's just take like a like an early 70s square body for example. There wasn't as much available. You know, it's like you could do you know you could lower it, you could put a set of you know 15 inch you know weld wheels on it and, and a chrome you know grill or whatever and a tonneau cover. And uh, maybe take the you know take the moldings off the side and so, you know weld up the badge holes and things like that, but that was really all you know all you could really do to it at the time. Um, yeah. Short of like just going crazy and and you know with a full custom fabrication deal where you're like you know chopping stuff and reshaping stuff and and, and things like that. But but from a sort of a mild custom perspective on a, on on the CKs. There was a lot of parts available to do a lot to the truck fairly quickly, yeah, and, and, change, it, and really change the look. And you know what? Then too, with the, you know, the the the, uh, you know, when CNC machining coming, it's a convergence of this, you know, this wheel company my dad was building, right? And a made, the, one of the first like true made to order wheel businesses. It's like, wait, you mean we can have, you know, ten different trucks, ten different paint jobs, and then ten different sets of wheels? Right. Yeah. And it's like, right. There's also 
they had you know they had van conversions and stuff like that at the dealership level for years but this was also too this was like the first time guys you know like especially with gmc truck center pushing the movement of they were flooring trucks on the lot that were already lowered you know with roll pans everything done to them yeah wheels yeah paint jobs everything and they were selling them like that absolutely that was new and then as soon as you can get as soon as you can get something and you can finance a brand new truck that's already got all the stuff done to it you mean you don't have to you know you can you only got to talk the wife into it one time you know what i'm saying like right when you buy it you don't have to yeah exactly instead of instead of talking her into buying the truck and then talking her into buying all this other no it's all rolled up into one yeah you know absolutely so that That kicked it into high gear oh for sure chris because like you said about GMC Truck Center, and then you had Delillo and, and oh, uh, 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 Hibbert, Richard Hibbert, Hibbert, right? You know, and those guys were, you know, they had, you know, they had a handful of them on the lot that were already dropped. They were already smoothed out, already had a set of wheels on it, most likely Boyd's, and it, it, like you said, it was ready to go, man. The guy walked in and said, "That's the one," and then the salesman took him in the office and and they hammered the deal together, and it was like instant cool truck, and. That became even more evident to me. I was over at, uh, at Gaylord's one day, and uh, when he was over there off of uh, off of Cherry, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the shop, and I think I was buying something for one of my trucks or whatever. And and this was in the early days, like way before magazine work. And and one of the guys that worked there had just come back from from the dealership, and and he was talking to some of the other guys in the in the in the in the shop, and he's like, Hey, I put you know, I put you know weld you know whatever style wheel on the last one we just sent out of here what should we put on the next one you know because we don't want them we don't want to put too many of them out there with that same style wheel and and the last one was white this one's you know red or whatever and it was just like a testament to how many of those trucks they were doing right. because they wanted to make sure they weren't duplicating the same wheels and the same mods on 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 another truck you know it was just too funny but a lot of options. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that body style probably launched more aftermarket companies than it probably any other body style during that time. Yeah. Any other, any, you know, I mean, like we just, we're going to circle back here to truck and magazine, you know, truck and magazine got to 400 pages yeah. and, and you know what? Half of those, probably more than half of those pages were, were companies advertising products for trucks. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Right. And you know, yeah. um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah, man. It, it's it's wild, man. Um, that the, the the what those trucks did for um, the industry, you know. I mean, and and for companies, you know, getting their their launch off of that, you know, off of that uh, OBS platform was huge because uh, it just took so well to modification. You know, it 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 took so well to a drop. It took so well to all the smooth tricks or or a lift. You know. Right. There was even companies yeah. that were doing, you know, let's not forget about the lifted scene. I mean, there was a lot of guys that were, you know, lifting them up, too. And, uh, you know, companies were offering product uh, to, to go the other direction with them as well. So, Well, and, you know, it was, it was that whole era of, um, of Chevy uh, vehicles, too, because look at the Caprice wagon, you know. I mean, right. You know, look at, look at the, uh, you know, Impala SS, and those things are still popular now, you know. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I still Jones my uh, w- want to build another uh, Caprice wagon. I had one probably I don't know when was it. I don't know twenty years ago, eighteen years ago, and unfortunately got rear ended so hard I had to total it. But uh, it was cool, man. It was airbagged on twenty inch uh, magnetos, you know. 
and cool. it was fun. It was just, it was cool. It wasn't like super. It was it was nice, but it wasn't super super nice. Like where I I, I would I would throw we we throw the 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 beach equipment in the back and just we cruise to the beach every day. It was cool. Yeah. You know? No, that's awesome, man. I mean, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that the cars the cars in the GM lineup at that time were consistent with that sort of smooth, refined styling where it was like so easy to put it on the ground and toss a bitch and set of wheels on it, maybe do a few body tricks and some paint treatments and it was like, you know, instant cool cruiser. Yeah, yeah like if you if you look at a Caprice wagon, let's say ninety two Caprice and just something that's all smoothed out, totally bitching, you know you know, stock interior, but just from the outside, it looks like a spaceship, man. You know? Right. It's yeah. just so it's so cool. Heck yeah. I need to find no, one. for I need, sure, man. I need to find one. <laughs> I need to find a nice <laughs> one, you know? I think you need to sell me that red standard cab. Okay. You can go, go get, get that. Uh, there you go. Go get yeah. that wagon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know what? The red one, I got to tell you, it is for sale. So Is it? Yeah, if you want to talk about it afterwards, we will. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, because you know what? I, I It's totally cool. I, I love the truck. Um, I mean, there might be a couple things that I, I would I would – fix on it or change but um you know it's it's hammered it's on the ground for a static drop truck you know um and it runs good and dude on the highway that thing so it, it runs so it, it it rides so nice on the highway and that's a 95 too isn't it so it's got the yep. tbi motor but the new dash yep yep that's that's the winning combo right there yeah, I, I don't have power windows or power door locks uh and and the only thing is i need to, uh the air control unit um, I need to get that replaced, but other than that, everything's, you know, everything's, it's bitching. So I've seen pictures on your Instagram, look super clean, um, from when you brought it out. I think didn't you come out like two years ago for Dino's Get Down? You yeah, were you out there? out there? I wasn't out there that year. But okay, yeah, we. So so Marcel helped me finish that thing up because that's when uh, AZ Pro Performance came out with their React uh, four link suspension kit. Um, okay. and we did, uh, with their brake kit in the front, um, and I replaced the whole front end on it and basically finished that thing up. And, um, I mean, I remember, I think Marcel and I, we left here the, the night before, uh, and dialed everything in. And then I think I went and put a thousand miles on that truck that weekend with no, awesome, no man. issues, man. Yeah, I got it. I got it aligned. Uh, I got it aligned uh, that night, and then drove it the next day, all the that's way out, all the way out there, and it rode. It rode amazing. So, that's so bitching. That's yeah, I mean, cool, man. It, it's like a testament too to what's going on right now with how hot they are and how popular they are. That that a whole new wave of um, aftermarket product is coming out for them. Um, not only to style the truck better, um, which you know it doesn't really need much help in that department, but in, in the handling and the braking and the steering oh. and, and, and all that to make it just a really good driving Dude, those, truck. Those brakes stock. Those trucks are the worst braking. Well, they're horrible. They're the worst. Horrible. You need a crystal ball to, to stop, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, and, but now it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Cause they got like, I think I got C5 calipers on it right now. That That's what it's like a bear kit that AZ pro performance sells under their name. Yeah. It's yep. it's really nice, and I have I have that one's a little bit of a modified kit because their kit 
won't accept anything less than uh, 19 inch wheels, but okay. I wanted to run 18s on the red truck. Gotcha. Uh, and so they, they modified the spindles for me and we got 18s on there. And you know, that's the thing is like, the uh, you know, um, you get on summit racing. I ordered the whole upper and lower uh, control arms with, you know, with ball joints in them and it's brand new. Everything's brand yeah. new on that truck. I yeah. got pro- probably yeah, maybe cool. 3000 miles on that, on all that stuff. You know? Perfect. Just bolt it right in. I mean, you know, and it's it's kind of funny, man. Like as I've gotten older, you know, back in the older in the old days, I would have put like twenties or twenty twos on everything, and now it's like, oh, an eighteen's actually pretty nice because you get a little bit thicker sidewalls, a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, with, with my age, with age comes a cage, buddy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? My red truck, my red truck sits lower than my uh, white and silver truck. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, if I was a really daily that thing, I'd probably lift it because you, I can, I'd, I'd raise it up a little bit, but not yeah. too much, not too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was all, I mean, I, I just enjoy driving them now. I think that's like the the best part, you know. Um, it's cool when people pull up next to you and I give you the thumbs up and all that stuff. <laughs> that, that's always been right. cool, but. I, I think the best part is it nowadays for me is just the experience of being behind the wheel and just enjoying driving taking them out man yeah, yeah. that's funny because like you know steve's here is not 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 he's become more of a car guy since he's been hanging out here but i remember when i first met him what two three years ago uh and he saw my red truck and he goes you know what my wife had one of those when i met her <laughs> i'm all well i haven't met your wife yet but she's got to be pretty cool yeah yeah. You know? <laughs> Heck yeah yeah man well dude you know what this has been fun man i'm glad uh we took the time to catch up and talk. Yeah, yeah, Tra- um, Travis. It's it's really good to hear all, all that you have to say and like uh, about your editing stories and like uh, you know where you've come from. Oh yeah, and and what so so fill us in on OBS Talk because I think that's something if you know people uh, like this truck talk, um, they need to go listen to because I know yeah. you guys put on a good a good show. Ronnie's been doing a good job for years on the C10 talk. Um, so give yeah, us thanks. give us the four it's, give us the four one one. It's it thanks a lot. It's it's a it's it's a good it's a good listen for sure. You know we have a good cross section of uh, guests on there um, from you know from from what we call our legend series, which is you know some of the old school guys that have been around. You know when these trucks you know first came out and when they were new to guys that are just sort of getting into it and uh, building their first one. So we have a good cross section of of, of guests um experience levels um sort of and different insights on um on the platform so it's a good listen um we try to keep it really loose and and you know and fun um and uh joke around and and uh um you know we sometimes we 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 have like a you know sort of a a a standard list of questions sometimes we 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 go in you know without anything and just go from you know go off the cuff which i think those turn out to be the some of the best interviews um and uh, it's just a lot of fun i mean it's it's just a, a place where obs fans can go and 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 listen to other people's experience with the platform and how do they how do they find you yeah um it's just you can just go on the podcast app on on your phone Are you on spotify I itunes yeah spotify itunes um and uh log in and and uh check us out i mean i think right now uh i don't have a count on the on the number of podcasts we have out 
Um, but uh, uh, we're definitely getting up there, you know, um, and it's catching some catching some some wildfire. Uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, on, at OBS Talk. Um, and you can find uh, all of all of us have personal pages on Instagram as well. So, um, but uh, it's it's a good it's a good time. I mean, the, the timing's perfect with how hot the the, the platform is, and and uh, we're anxious to see where where it continues to go. Right, right on. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely, yeah, this was good, man. Thanks good for catching me up, on. and I'll let you know next time I cruise out your way, or next. Let me know next time you come out here, man. We yeah. Next, we, Hang out, take our take our trucks to your show and hang out. It'd be fun, man. It'd be uh, just like uh, just like old times. Right on, man. Cool, brother. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on tonight. All right, man. Uh, well, you take care, dude. We'll be in touch. All right, man. Well, from uh, right. Travis Nowak and my uh, co-host or the the host Chris Coddington. Yes. This is Steve Guerrero. We're signing off from another uh, edition of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out next time.